You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are right now in the sixth installment. The reason why we have the Holy Spirit, not because for us to savor every minute of the day that we are enjoying the presence of God, but we do understand that God, this is not just for my personal enjoyment. I want God to move me because more than anything else, the church in the New Testament wasn't just a gathering like this. In fact, the word church is from the word Greek word ekklesia, which means the called out ones that we're called by God to do something for Him. So if you're here right now and you want to be part of our gathering just for you to really be blessed and enjoy really uh, the message, I have nothing against it. There is a mission after we're done here. That's the history. That's really what the church is all about. This is why I believe that this series, Make Room, will give us a perspective that if you were empowered by the Holy Spirit, there must be a reason. So just like what we have talked about, indeed that we are people that would really walk in the Spirit, that we uh, really are uh, the people that would celebrate the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, the self-control. And this is not just a standalone virtue. If you don't have love, you don't have joy. When you don't have joy, you don't have peace. When you don't have gentleness, you don't have goodness. Because the fruit of the Spirit is... It's one and the same. It is collective. This is why I believe that without being uh, really, without, without the Holy Spirit that you're, you're walking and are led by it, it is impossible for you to really face the challenges of life. This is why the fruit of the Spirit is important. Am I correct? And how many of you here are challenged once in a while to walk in joy, peace, patience, kindness? Because your joy is based on, on, on your financial standing. Am I correct? Based on, on how well uh, really your career is moving. But that's not who we are. We have joy, we have love, we have peace, we have gentleness, not based on our circumstances, but based on our new identity in Christ, that you are a child of God. Enough. Do you understand? Somebody talked to me this week, sought for my counsel concerning his desire and, and he, what he wants to, 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 to gain by, by following Christ. I have nothing against you believing for, for financial blessings. Do you understand? But if you are... Not satisfied that Jesus Christ is a blessing. Having Christ is a blessing. No amount of financial blessings can satisfy and give you the joy that you want. Only when you are satisfied in Christ that all of these things are just an addition to this relationship that you have with Christ. This is why when you walk in the Spirit of God, these are not the things and the reasons why you're saved. You're not saved by love, by joy, by your good works, by peace, by gentleness. But remember, if you do understand that as a believer, you need to have these things, okay, the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, these things will not save you, but it is impossible for a person who's saved not to what? Not to exemplify the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, Tim Keller said, it says right here, we are saved by faith, amen? Not by growing fruit, but we are not saved by, let me say once again, we are saved by faith, not by growing fruit, but we are not saved by fruitless faith. So your faith has to have fruits. Because if you're telling me right now, I'm a person of faith, I believe in, in everything that you're saying, after we're done in this God, then can I see that in your life? If I don't see that in your life, I would want to question if you are really a follower of Christ. And this is why I'm excited to, to discuss to you what God would want to really communicate and convey to us. I hope that you will be expectant enough that more than just a discussion, that you want to experience the presence of God, the power of His Holy Spirit. Amen? So Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 8. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem. It was Jesus Christ who was telling his disciples not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, 
You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So I want to give you just a, a, a bit of a heads up, 10 days okay, after his ascension. In verse 6, So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the... And when he had said his things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Join me now with a prayer. Lord, thank you for what you're doing right now in our midst. We acknowledge your Holy Spirit that as we study your word, more than just studying your word, more than just knowing your word, we want to experience who you are. Today, Lord God, if there's someone in this room asking for a touch from the Holy Spirit, if somebody, Lord God, would want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, if somebody, Lord God, is asking, that you empower us so that we can do what you have called us to do. If somebody is shy, timid, Lord God, or in fear, Lord, I pray that you grant us your spirit so that we will overcome the challenges that comes our way. Thank you for, indeed, Lord God, you are in our midst. And we would want to thank you for showing up. Indeed, Lord God, you are real, and we want to thank you for what you're about to do and what you've done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. I was very surprised when Jesus Christ gave them the instruction that as I ascend and leave you the Spirit, the disciples of Christ was staring. And as a father, every time I would live and, and go to my office, I would give my kids uh, uh, minor instructions, okay, to, to, li- to get their things, okay, in our dining area and, and move it back to the room, okay? Because that's, that's where they would put their, their things back. And, and I have a few instructions with my children, and I would ask them, now do it. Because I want them to, 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 to do it while I'm around. And while they're doing it, it's about time for me to what? go to my car and go to the office. I want them to be moving. Do you understand? These are the things that, that I would give them as part of me being a father. And I want them to really grow and, and, and develop the kind of discipline I want for them. The disciples has been given an instruction. And if you take a closer look of verse 9, Christ gave them the instruction. But the disciples are still staring at him. That's the reason why the angels of God questioned them. Do you really understand that you, you have to get moving? I don't know what the reason is. Probably they're what? They're really just are, are surprised. Or probably they have mixed emotions why Jesus Christ left them. But the instruction is clear. I have to what? I have to ascend so I can send my helper, my paracletos, the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? That was the instruction. So no time to what? Be consumed of that account where the instruction was so clear. I don't know. It's not written in the Bible of what they feel, but the instruction was so clear. And this is why at times we need to really remind ourselves that is this just because they were fascinated with, with, with what happened, that Jesus Christ went to heaven, that they overlook and they miss what is the reason why God would want to give them the Holy Spirit. In fact, the book of Acts was, was the, the birth of the church. This is where it all began. 
This is why I'm excited to talk about this message because God is doing something. He is what? He is birthing not just a church, just like what I mentioned, I mentioned a while ago. He's birthing a movement. And a movement, what? Moves. They're not static. They're not just in one area enjoying a nice song and a, nice, and a great message. There is something that needs to be done. And some of you here probably who has missed the whole thing. I came here just to listen to your message. No, no, you're not getting it. Probably you're listening to my message, but I hope when you really go out of this room that you can really testify that the Holy Spirit has touched me. Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? This is why in verse 4 it says right here, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Wait, don't go. Stay. Now, remember that instruction is just to wait. If you've been serving and you've been with Christ for quite some time, you're excited to move forward. Why? Because even before this account, they have been exposed into the ministry. They know what to do. What do I need the Spirit of God for? So going back to that account where Jesus Christ was ascending, probably they're just amazed or surprised or stunned or entertained. But the instruction is clear. So I don't want my kids when I give them the instruction to look at me and wait for the next five days before they move. I want them to move because the goal is to finish a task. Church, when Jesus Christ provided the Holy Spirit, there is an instruction. And we're part of the book of Acts. The instruction is still the same. Why do we have a church? Because we want to be faithful with instruction. Why do we have a church? Not because we want to really gather you so that you will what? You'll be blessed. When you go out there, the instruction is to what? Is to be used by God. This is why, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Wait! Probably the disciples are excited. Wait for the promise. What is the promise? The Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God was promised. But to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water. But you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Some of you probably are confused. What is his baptism? Jesus was pertaining to water baptism. Did he submit himself to John to be water baptized before he was filled with the Spirit? The reason why this passage is so intriguing, because I hope that you can learn from this passage. The reason why I would want to really talk about this, because this will help you. Do you want to know why it was mentioned here? Because in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, the whole account of the baptism of Christ was discussed in this chapter. It says right here, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by John baptized Jesus. John would have prevented him saying, Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? John can't even reconcile. Why would I baptize Christ? It should be Christ baptizing me. But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. He agreed to Jesus. And when Jesus was what? Baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And have you seen those TV commercials where a person is coming out of the water? That's not the baptism of Christ. I don't know, okay? We came and, and saw okay, where the, the, he was baptized in the Jordan. And behold, the heavens were open to him. This is why I believe in the Holy Trinity. Because you see in this story, the Father, the Son, and the 
This is one of the few accounts where the three are present. You understand? And God is present. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a? It's not a dove, like a dove. So if you see a dove, okay, and you're sad, sad down and out, and probably depressed, that must be God, okay? That's just your creative imagination, okay? It's not really the Holy Spirit, and it's really right here, descending like a dove and coming to rest in Him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Why do we discuss this, water baptism? Because the topic that we have right now is baptism in the Holy Spirit. Because in this account, after Jesus Christ was baptized in water, the Holy Spirit, with the affirmation of the Father, He was given the Spirit of God. Do you understand? This is Matthew chapter 3. You know what happened to Matthew chapter 4? Check it in your Bible. Come on now. What was the topic all about? What was the heading? The temptation of? Therefore... Jesus Christ was being prepared by the Father that you cannot go out there. Wait! Can you handle it without the Spirit of God? But Jesus Christ is part of the Trinity. He's also the Spirit of God. Don't be confused. Okay, that's another topic for another day. But this is a good picture that Christ has a conscious, okay, account, okay, that, that He was simply saying, the Spirit of God is alighting and are coming down to rest upon me. This is why did the Spirit of God, more than just those mystical feelings that you have, that when you're worshiping God, you, you can't help but just enjoy the, the presence of God. And at times, we become so mystical. You believe that, that God can use your emotions in order for you to really want to connect with God, but most of the time, we're so emotional. And, and we miss the whole plan that God is saying, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit, not just for what? Not just for emotional purposes. Though God has blessed us with emotions, this is not the reason why you have the Holy Spirit. The reason why you have the Holy Spirit, not just for you to enjoy the manifestation, the reason why you have the Holy Spirit, because there is something that I'm asking you to do. So this account is not just for him to enjoy the affirmation of the Father. But mind you, Jesus was affirmed by his Father that he is pleased with Christ. Because chapter 4, he'll be challenged. Do you understand? Same thing with us. Haven't you noticed after you're done with our Saturday gathering? When we're done here, haven't you noticed even before or after we're done with our gathering, there are a lot of reasons not to go to church. After you're done here, you go home, you're filled with the presence of God, you'll be provoked by your family members or, or, or somebody from the parking space. I mean, there are a lot of things that will provoke and taunt you and challenge if you're really walking in the Spirit of God. That you have joy, that you have peace, you have patience, you have kindness. This is why it is important that the Spirit of God, okay, more than just giving us the power to go out there and be used by God, that we are validated that God is pleased with us. This is the reason why Jesus himself experienced, because he has to hear from his Father, this is my Son in whom I am well. Because you're going out there with all the temptations, your identity will be challenged. Haven't you noticed when you face the world, they will always question if you're intelligent, if you're good-looking, if you have the money. And here you are because you are insecure. You don't know who you are. That you, don't, don't, uh, you don't understand the spirit of sonship, that you are a child of God. You're out there, though you're a Christian, you're a follower of Christ. You would want to impress everybody. That you would want to tell everybody, I, I need to be accepted because I, I, I'm intelligent. That every single day I need to prove somebody that I can be loved. But you need to understand that when you're secured in Christ... In the first hour of the day, you have tasted and you have experienced the validation of the Father. 
this is my daughter. I'm pleased with him. Even before you perform, even before you do all of this, that you go to church, God is pleased with you. How many of you here, once in your life or, or within this week, there, there are days that you feel like God is not happy with me. And the problem when you sin against God, God is not pleased with you. But there are days that you are just all by yourself. You're not sinning against God. And yet you feel like, God, are you really happy with my life? Are you happy with what you see? Did you begin to question, is God really loving towards His children? Does He really love me? Verse 6, go back to chapter 1 of the book of Acts. So when they had come together, I like this line. They asked Him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Now mind you, verse 5, it says right here, okay, it speaks of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of John out of the blue. How many of you here have encountered friends? Ang ganda ng usapan, bigla na lang, kamusta ka na? Yung, they would just put a topic in your conversation. There was never a train of thought. I mean, I know somebody, okay, that, that, that's close to my heart, and she's married to me, that every time we would, I'm just kidding, we would, we would talk. There's a question. I don't know where she's getting it. And, and, and some of you here, married men, right? When you're talking to your wife, it's not something wrong. But the, there, there's always a question. That, that Can we just spark that for now? Let's go back to the topic. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? They're sent by God to prune our character. Do you understand? Amen? Thank you, honey, for being used by God. But, but, but for allowing you to be used by God, okay? Now I'm, I'm more patient, okay? Do you understand? So there was a question. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? This is not a topic. Why would you talk about restoration of the kingdom of Israel? What's wrong with you? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by His own authority. This is not a time to talk about this. He was not irritated, in fact. But He answered the, what? This question that's not even pertinent to the discussion, to the topic, with an answer that will change their lives. I mean, why are you talking about There's nothing wrong Believing God that this country will once again be the tiger of Asia? There's nothing wrong believing God that, that, that God, when are you going to change this country? This was their question. Ito po yung katanungan nila. But God is saying, that's not my topic. I have nothing against your question. But God is simply saying, this is what I want you to know. But you, he was simply saying, let's go back to the topic. Let's not talk about the Israel or the kingdom or how am I going to restore your, 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 your nation. But you, say the word you. Okay, we'll read it again. And I want you right now when I say the word you, state your name, okay? But, Mark, but, Ninoy, but state your name. But, will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon him or her. This is a personal message for all of us. Though this is the birth of the church, the message is that you will see, receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will be what? Witnesses. This is why in Matthew 20, go and make disciples. That is not just what? Raising missionaries and pastors and people that are working in the church. He was simply saying that as an individual, this is for everybody, you and you alone. That as you go out there and be witnesses 
And if you see right here, a witness is somebody from what? From his personal area, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the what? To the end of the earth. So if the Holy Spirit falls upon us as I pray for you today, and I hope the message here is not just for you to really feel good about yourself. Yes, you will experience the Holy Spirit, and I'm telling you right now, the presence of God is so good. But the goal, why you're filled with the Holy Spirit, so that you can go. Because a lot of Christians, when they, are, they experience the Holy Spirit, they become mystical, then missional. There's a mission. If you're a, a part of the Philippine Military Academy, or you're, you're, you're part of the armed forces, and you graduate from the training, and if your commanding officer will tell you, now you are a cop or a soldier, buy your gun. Do you feel good about it? If you're serving in this country and you want to be a man in uniform and you want to serve your country, you want to be a soldier, it is the country that will supply you with everything that you need to fight a good war. Am I correct? If you want to be in the Philippine Air Force and your commanding officer will tell you, buy your plane. Do you understand? We will fight China. Buy it from China. Do you it, it sounds ridiculous, right? But Jesus Christ knew everything that we will experience as we face the, the challenges of life. This is why you will receive the Holy Spirit. It will start where you are personally, but it will move because we're not just a church gathered together and we're enjoying a nice message. This is a movement that when you go out there, it's impossible for you to be used by God if you're not filled with the Spirit of God. There's a reason why a lot of Christians are gasping for oxygen, that they're waiting for Saturday. They're waiting for Sunday just to go to church because you're down and out from Monday to Friday. You're not getting it right. When you interface and you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, and I'm telling you right now, when you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will not get tired. Yes, physically, probably, as we work and, and pursue whatever dreams that we have, you get tired. But your joy and your excitement is coming from your relationship with God. This is why walking in the Spirit is not just walking and doing the right thing. When you walk, you are intimate with God. That you're not conscious whether you sin or not. Some of us here were conscious. Is this, am I sinning with God or not at all? No. Don't mind that. When you're intimate with God, you can identify if you're sinning or not. Do you understand? It is intimacy that will tell you, God is not pleased with what you're doing. This is why this is important. The Holy Spirit indwells and empowers us. And if you're telling me like, now, Pastor, is this really true? Some of you here, you're not even enjoying your walk with God. Waking up every morning probably is just another part of your day. And you're shooting to go to work so that you can make ends meet. When was the last time you paused for a while and say, am I really enjoying my walk with God? Do I really enjoy reading this Bible? Because if you don't have the Spirit of God in your life, it is impossible for you to, to delight in God's Word. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. This is why before we're done here, I'll be praying for most of you here. If you want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, let it be so. If you want the Holy Spirit to fill you up once again, we're in, you're simply saying, Pastor, I've been baptized by the Holy Spirit. In fact, all of us, the day that you came to know the Lord, you have the Spirit of God in you. Amen? You don't have to ask for another activity to have the Spirit of God in you. When you accept Jesus Christ, you have the Spirit of God. Because the day that you came to know the Lord, how many of you here, you know in your heart that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? But if you have accepted Christ, you have the Spirit of God. The reason why you need to be prayed for and be baptized by the Holy Spirit, not because you don't have the Spirit of God, because you're not conscious the day that you came to know the Lord that you have the Spirit of God in you. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't make you what? 
a better Christian because all of us are what? Have the Spirit of God. But you need to be prayed for so that you will be conscious that God, this is the time where I have an experience of your Holy Spirit. I want to know your Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person. I want to get to know Him. I want to interact with Him every single day. This is why in verse 4 of chapter 2, and they are all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to what? Speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There is what? What we call an initial, should I say, manifestation of the Spirit of God. That when you're prayed for, you will speak in tongues. And if you don't speak in tongues, you're not a Christian. No! This is just a manifestation. What makes you a Christian is not the gift, but Christ Himself. But if you have Christ in the Spirit of God, you will pray in the Spirit. If you check the Word of God and if you, you check the, the New Testament, it's 4 out of 10. Chapter 8, Then they laid their hands, Peter and John, on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So what I'm going to do is just to pray for most of you. Probably uh, our leaders can pray for you after this, but I'm telling you right now, if you are saved and if you're simply saying, God, I want more. Because some of us here, we're, we're enjoying our walk with God, but I'm telling you right now, there's more. And if there is more in your walk with God, why can't you expect God to do more in your life? This is what we're, 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 we're asking God. So if you have a relationship with God, Lord, I want more of you. So that you can empower me as I go out there and be effective. You know what a witness is? It's not just somebody who would stand in a corner with a Bible and he would preach. No, a witness is somebody who understands that I'm not just a Christian who waits for, for another Sunday gathering or Saturday gathering. This is why I've mentioned a while ago, go and make disciples as you move forward, as you go. As you go to your offices, as you cook, as you eat, as you talk to your friends, as you ride the, uh, the bus, as you, as you move Go and make disciples. Why? Because you're simply saying, God, you're sending me to these people because there's no other option. Now tell me right now, I have nothing against drug rehabilitation. If somebody's struggling with drug addiction, you know, I love that person. If you're struggling with one or a family member, I love you. Is it a guarantee that the person will be totally changed? Because there is nothing, no program in this planet they can change a human heart. You know, there was this lady from Great Britain uh, by the name of Jackie Pullinger. I, I don't know if I did say his, her name right, who went to Hong Kong and started the ministry. You know, her, her approach to people struggling with heroin. It was, it was, there was this, this, this walled city in Hong Kong where most of the users and, and, and drug addicts and, and, and people okay, in the underworld are staying. And she started her ministry. You know, you Google it, write her name down, know her story. In fact, there is a BBC a documentary about her life because Hong Kong during her time, I think in the 60s, was changed that the government give her the property to help them rehabilitate the nation. In fact, the Queen of England, I think, gave her the award for being a missionary. And the starting point was just to pray for people. And when they're baptized, people that are struggling with heroin, and they're about to take another dose, they would speak in tongues. And for about one week, they're delivered. Miracle. At first, when I was reading the story, I, was, I have so many questions in my mind. But I'm telling you right now, more than just our gathering here and we're enjoying what God is doing in our midst, I want you to understand that the hope of this nation is the church. How can you bring transformation in a human heart? How can you change the government? In fact, if you remove everybody in the government, you refuse them with another group of people? It's the same thing. Because most of the people out there, even some Christians, 
they can be bought. A million pesos, five million, ten million. They will renounce their faith. Why? Because when the Holy Spirit is not active and at work in our hearts, it is impossible for a person to be changed. This is why. Same thing with the story of Ananias. When he what? He prayed for Paul. And laying his hands on him, and he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. It was not just an encounter with God. Paul, in fact, on his way to Damascus, encountered God, but once again he was baptized. In verse 6 of chapter 19, same book. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking tongues and prophesying. And the Word of God in, 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 in 1 Corinthians, I think, verse 12, that you have to really desire eagerly good gifts because it's manifested in the body. If you, you're believing God for faith, wisdom, discernment, gift of uh, uh, knowledge, uh, you, you can. But the starting point, if you desire, is that when you pray in the Spirit, you speak in tongues. Now, my question with you right now, what if you're not speaking in tongues? It doesn't make you less of a Christian. But if you know this will help you, why are you closing the door? I'm not saying that you have to really what You have to fabricate. Just be open. You know, I know a friend. Nobody taught him how to pray the different words that will be coming out of your mouth because that's not our job to teach you. It's the Holy Spirit. Just open your heart. Open your mouth. The Lord will fill your mouth with a heavenly language. That no one can understand. In fact, there are days that I would pray in tongues. I feel like I'm, 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 I'm communicating with the Father. In fact, it's also a gift that there's somebody who can interpret your what? Your heavenly language. That you speak in tongues, someone can interpret. Let's believe God in this congregation as well. But the starting point, if you want to have this kind of gift, and there is a, what, a place and time that we can talk about this, but I do pray that you will what? You will covet, you will desire, you'll be eager to receive this gift. Truly, truly, I say to whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than this will do because I'm going to the Father. When Jesus Christ went, this was the case. This is why you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, the ends of the earth. God will have to work in your heart and from that point on, it will move. So ask yourself this question. If you're not changed, brought to you by the Holy Spirit, let's not expect that we will have and we will be making a difference with the people around us. Only when you are changed by the Spirit that God will use your situation and the people around you will be influenced by it. This is why the Holy Spirit empowers us for greater works. You know, I do pray that all of you here will experience whether you want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit or you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit and you want to consciously experience the Holy Spirit, some of you here, you're simply saying, God, I don't know. I can't even keep track with our topic for today, but I know you're real. Holy Spirit, touch me. Fill me. Because some of you here, you feel like, am I still a Christian? Some of you here, you're so dry. Some of you here, you're asking God to meet you where you are. Some of you here, you're simply saying, God, I want more of you. I've been so tired doing what is expected of me as a father, husband, wife, and an employee. I want more of you, God. You know, I do pray that you will take this moment right now wherein you want to welcome the Spirit of God in you. You want to just thank Him for what He can do in your life. Because the goal is for us to be used by Him. You know what? A lot of you here, you just don't have any idea how God is going to raise you to be a blessing to people. 
If God is going to use you to be a blessing to people, what will be His first step to bless you? Do you understand? You know, some of you here, you're simply saying, Lord, why do I have this sickness? Is this really your will? That's not the will of God. But God will use it for His glory. You know, the best people to pray for sick people are people who have been sick once. And some of you here, you're going through something, an emotional struggle. You won't be surprised that God will be bringing people who has the same condition. You know, some people, okay, would approach me with mental problems. Why are you looking at me, okay? I'm glad. But I'm telling you right now, God has a sense of humor. And, 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 and I'm just thankful that we're not just trying to urge somebody or twist your arm so that, so that we, we, we feel validated that the Spirit of God is here. 